Don't ever take no for an answer. And don't actually, you know what, don't be afraid to ask because I think that was the only thing I've ever done right was that it's so embarrassing to ask and get like told no, but you just have to get over that. And I think very early on or as early as you can get over that feeling of like, you're gonna ask a lot of people and a lot of people are gonna tell you no. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 18 of Yellow Colored Glasses. And um, we have some fun guests here with us today that own a local business here in Pleasant Hill. But before we get things started, I'm going to read a review. This review comes from Brent G. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name. So Brent G um, says, Jake from Warren Amounts Agency has handled my portfolio of properties for a few years now. He is always quick to respond as long as it's after 1 p.m. This has earned him the nickname Sunshine. It's a long story, so ask him about it sometime. Sunshine is my favorite. Truthfully, he always responds mornings and evenings. Trust me, I call him often. Even when he's on vacation, his team takes care of me. I'm pretty needy and demanding and have a lot of unique situations which he's been able to ensure. Thank you, Brent, for Thanks, Brent. that review. Um, today with us, we have Tony and Caitlin Marlowe, the owners of Wing Hill Wine Co. downtown Pleasant Hill. Tony's so, opening okay. up some wine as we speak. Yeah. So. Sorry about that background. <laughs> he's, get, he's getting all the goods ready to go. He's getting all the goods ready to go. Can't do anything without wine. So. Very important part. Uh, so anyway, Caitlin and Tony, if you guys just want to start out, tell us a little bit about, um, well, do we want to start with the history or do we want them to start with what they have now? Well, so so the main one of the main things that we do, you know, on our podcast is, is obviously we highlight local businesses. And so they've been you guys have been what going two months now? Yeah, opened it in October and I should have the exact date in mind, but we we wanted to open so much before that that I just lost track of time. But we opened in October. Okay. So. Okay, and, and you know, obviously highlighting what they've got going on currently, but also when we have people on we talk about business in general and you guys have have owned businesses and run multiple businesses for quite a while now so we're gonna get into a lot of that but uh, yeah just start with start with telling us about what you have going on right now currently with Wing Hill Wine Co. So currently with Wing Hill we're still kind of getting information out there so people know that we're there um, but it's gone really well so far we're thankful to be downtown Pleasant Hill um, we kind of do the weekly wine tastings, that sort of thing. Change the menu out monthly, and that's been fun for everyone, I feel like, just to get people in the door. Um, yeah, so we're a, a retail and by-the-glass wine shop, and then we also have craft cocktails and craft beer as well. Awesome. So kind of a hybrid between both the retail and then the bar atmosphere. And, yeah, this will be, like Caitlin said, I think we opened the first weekend in October. <laughs> it's been really well received, and Pleasant Hill's actually been really great, so... Sure. It feels like you've been around for longer than October. <laughs> and sometimes it feels like that's why I was like, let's yeah. think about this. But it was really just October. But yeah. we had, um, we've had the building for a while and it took a lot of work to get it going. Mm -hmm. So it feels like we've been there longer than we've actually been open. So Dustin and I actually met the two of them um, through T-Ball. Yeah. Um, Della, their yes. oldest, and then Macklin, our oldest, um, were on the same T-Ball team. Yes. And we got to know each other and talk in and they told us, that they were opening this and yes. it's 
I was like constantly late to everything. <laughs> like everybody else is there and I'm like sprinting in because we were kind of working on the store, but it was yep. like so nice and like such a fun way to meet you guys because yeah, the kids. For sure. And so before Wing Hill, there's also another wine store that yeah. we were familiar with before. Yeah. So tell a little bit about the, kind of the history there too. So uh, we opened Red Door Wine Store in 2010 um, in downtown Lee Summit. And we were living in Lee Summit. And um, the honest story behind that was that I had lost my job because I did um, corporate event planning. And it was just when the market was tanking. We Actually, our biggest client was Tony's company. Yeah, the company okay. I worked for at the time was, they were our, our corporate event planners. Yeah, it was like our biggest client. And they canceled their Christmas party that year. Yeah, got it was yeah. just all part of it. It was just kind of a bad time in the industry because when the market is not doing so well, you don't need like an event planner slash party planner. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had bought a house in Lee Summit and we were looking for a place to have a good glass of wine and there wasn't one. <laughs> we tried, we looked, we worked really hard at it. And so that is kind of how Red Door was born, um, which is the same idea that we brought into Wing Hill, which okay. is, you know, by the glass and retail because we were married in 2009 and I we wanted to go out and have a couple glasses of wine but then at the same time like I wanted to be able to take a bottle home yeah yes and there was no one doing it at the time where you could get a glass of wine and then also get retail as well so having that idea obviously you started a business when you were in a time of kind of stress right yeah have a job didn't know what to do and it fits in really with what we talk about on here a lot and taking chances and taking risks and and all that so that fits right into that did you guys already have another business at the time or was this the very first business that you'd ever started and, no and I mean that was the very first business we ever did Tony yeah. was working full-time yeah, thankfully I was working in finance at the time full-time okay and then yeah. when I lost um, when I lost my job this was like the first business that mm-hmm. we decided to go into because I you know if there was a time to do it it was kind of for sure it, it just felt right then to do it right. so what were the biggest what were the biggest struggles or what are the biggest struggles with getting a, a business like Red Door or Wing Hill Wine, getting it off the ground. What's well, the number one thing? Those were a little bit different in with Red Door. Um, well, I was young. We okay. were both young, but I was a little <laughs> bit younger. And I had to go to multiple banks. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where you're young and nobody really wants to give you a loan or a chance and you just have to kind of keep working at that. Mm-hmm. So that was a big piece of it. But then the second piece was just going with our gut, like my gut 100% was like downtown Lee Summit. We did look at other places, um, like what is the, the shopping center in Lee Summit? Like Chipman area? Uh, yeah, Summit. Like Summit, Summit Fair. Summit yeah. Fair, okay. So they were relatively new in 2010 and you could kind of go into those places. Um, but it was just a gut feeling. Like I, I kind of went there and I was like, this just is not exactly what we want. It doesn't give me that feeling walking into those mm-hmm. businesses. Um, so a lot of it was just like very, it was a lot of instinct. Yeah, like, we fell in love with the downtown Lee Summit area. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't there was a whole lot there. going on. I was going right. to say, I was going to say, that's before that even started yes. to boom. Yes. So there was like not now much Now you there. can't find a parking spot. Yeah. Right? There's nothing <laughs> but parking spots. That's so, so true. So yeah. what brought you to Pleasant Hill? So we had Red Door, you know, for several years, and then we ended up selling Red Door shortly after maybe a year or so after we bought some property out in Pleasant Hill we really okay. fell in love with this area we mm-hmm. wanted some acreage I have horses we have horses and so we fell in love with this area um, and we did the horse thing full-time for several years um, until 
one fateful cup of coffee. Good, yeah, old, so, pre- good old press monkey. So we moved, <laughs> we moved here in 2012, 10 years ago, and then built a barn for her, her horses. And that expanded into another barn. And that expanded into an indoor riding arena. And then a huge so, outdoor riding arena. So you guys do things on a small scale. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. We, we board horses full time as well. Yeah, right, so we okay. board horses. So, so okay. that, you know, it was really the acreage that brought us here. And then that kind of spiraled into the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and just honestly walking by that really cool old building. Yeah. Sure. And yep. And Tony really was the one that was like, I've always loved this building. I can't believe these are for sale signs. Yeah. And I just want to say, I'm so glad that somebody took that space and made something amazing out of it. You could tell it had the potential yes. to that be That was all okay. So cool. And it has a jail for the people that get out of control. <laughs> so, yes. Having to throw you in jail. Don't, don't but, mind. Isn't mind there bourbon in there? I don't know if that's a good place to be. Yeah. No, that's in the, uh, so that's for in the context, vault. That's the vault. Oh, okay. The vault. This place <laughs> used to be a bank here back yeah. in Pleasant yes. Hills heyday. Yeah. So there was a jail that was still there. inside of the building yeah, for all of the so bank funny. robbers who would just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesse and James was rolling through. <laughs> and the vault, the vault is full of bourbon, so I mean, you might want to get thrown in there. Yeah, yeah it's the old Citizen Bank building. And it's we just, so cool. Yeah, it was just really, all kind of came together. And I, I kind of want to backtrack on the horses for a second. When Caitlin <laughs> says she rides horses, she doesn't just ride horses. Like, she's... <laughs> We, so I, it is more common in this area to kind of be Western, which is awesome, but um, I've always wanted to jump. That's always been my thing. I've always liked dressage. We actually have a pretty good sized dressage program of other barns around here as well. Um, And so to do, be able to dressage and jump, you essentially have to event, which is not as well known kind of in the Midwest as it is on the coast. Wow. What, what does that word mean that yeah. you're saying? Dressage? Yeah, I know. I'm okay. sorry. No, no, it's, it's okay. Understanding. Um, yeah. So eventing is an Olympic sport. Okay. And so dressage, probably in layman's terms, is when you see people dancing with horses when they're riding. They used to be in top hats. That Got would be it. kind oh, okay. of like the image that comes to mind. Thankfully, everyone wears helmets now. <laughs> um, but eventing is the best way to think of it is like a triathlon. Okay. for horses wow. and riders so it is the same horse and rider for all three phases you start off in dressage which is like a flat part of it you know a, a, a test that you would know and then you move typically into cross country which is when you would see people like jumping over a solid obstacle and then the last phase is show jump and that's a different day and that's when you see like the little brightly colored rails uh-huh. and if you knock a rail as a rider, it's very painful because that's that's a big penalty. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Okay. So you have cool. to complete all three. Okay, I'm learning lots. I'm learning <laughs> lots. So and if you guys, I know a lot of people that we that we know have already been down to, to your store and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But if you have not been down there, it looks amazing. The the feel when you walk in the door, everything, they're awesome, super super nice. Um, so you got to go check that out. It's it's incredible. So. Um, yes. What what do you guys have here in front of us here? Like, oh well, let's yeah, let's get started on the fun stuff. This is, this, is, this is Tony's jam here. He wanted to make sure everybody had a little yeah. little splash of something. And if so, you guys have other questions that I'm missing, because normally I write stuff down here and I forgot to do yeah. that. 
Am I, or are we missing anything? Is there anything we need to be asking more? I don't, well, I want to know where the love affair with wine came from. Yes. Great that is a very, you know, popular question. It does, um, it's interesting. So, you know, my parents, my dad is actually, they're both retired. My dad's a physical therapist, um, and my mom is an optometrist. Oh, wow. And um, honestly, my parents kind of got into wine and they just kind of shared it with us. So for even growing up, when we got a little bit older, um, it was a big part of like dinners. Okay. So we used to have like a Tuesday night dinner, especially after we got married. Um, but it was just a big part of dinners even growing up. So it wasn't just like, oh, mom dad had wine like out of the fridge. It was they did take the time to be like, hey, yeah, this is a this is a Chardonnay, this is a Cab Sauv, this is San Giovese, this is something that Dad bought when you guys were younger, and it's a ten year old. And wow. so it was kind of, to us, it's a little bit, um, it's very much like about the family. So like yeah. we still do a Christmas dinner, no matter who can come or can't come. We always try to bring like, a, everyone brings like a 10 year old wine. Wow. And it's something my parents did with their friends and everyone has this bottle of a 10 year old wine. Gotcha. And you bring so it to share. Community. Yeah, yeah it's community. Guys. And yeah. it's, it's, it's like, hey, I thought this would go great with this meal or we wanted to share this with you guys or whatever. So it's not, so really just about just the drinking aspect of it and it's just a, fun i just kind of grew up that way and just always loved that part of it i love that gotcha. yeah. yeah same for you you're just you know her parents okay. pretty much okay. sucked him in <laughs> those, those tuesday night dinners uh, gotcha. it was a lot yeah it, it expanded the dinner you know by that much more time to talk about the wine and mm-hmm. for sure just kind of learn through tasting and yeah well that's what i would say too is like learning about all of it because i think a lot of people especially when they're younger, you know, they're maybe early, you know, early, mid-20s. I know the typical wine, like, transition is, okay, you've got some Riverboat Red (laughs) (laughs) or some uh, Moscato. And and then all of a sudden, like, really where where we changed was living in Weston. Yeah. And going going to, you know, some of the wineries and just trying new things. And everybody says, oh, well, this is dry or this is, you know, I can't do why do you think the, the, the change in like the occurrence kind of where you just kind of get a little bit better, better, I, better? I think it's just like anybody's palate. Like when you're a kid, right? Like all you want is candy. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's just the way our mouths are. Like you want like candy, you want sweet. So most people do start Moscato. And if you still love Moscato, there's nothing wrong with that. My favorite thing about wine is that it's like, it's a food group to me essentially. So it's mm-hmm. like, you like what you like and that's okay. You can try other things to kind of broaden your education mm-hmm. and like try new foods essentially. But like, if you don't like it, that's just fine also. Sure. But I, I just, if anybody says they started off drinking gigantic Syrahs, they're lying to you. Yeah. I mean, they, they yeah. did not. They didn't. They didn't. I mean, my, my dad brought in like South African whites because Moscato wasn't really even a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and it's a, that's a sweeter white. Okay. And that's kind yeah. of where, okay, I have some appreciation for this. Yeah, I can taste the fruit in this. Yeah, this is cool. Thank you. You know, this does go good with this. And, um... I think the important part of it, wine is just that. Drink what you like, you know, be willing to try other things. I think it's a fun thing to like, you know, bring and share with friends and family and talk about. To me, it's essentially like a food group. Um, Because wine's the only thing that really changes in the bottle. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean like beer, the great thing about beer, and I get that too, is like you buy a beer every year, that beer, it's the same beer, yeah. you know, right? Which yeah. is what you want, yeah. right? You buy a bourbon, that bourbon every year, it better be the same bourbon because yeah. that's what you want. But wine, I love wine because 
it actually changes every year. Vintage to vintage, which just means the date on it. Okay. It's, okay. you know, one year this might be my favorite, but then one year I kind of go, you know, I don't like it as much and he likes it more or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it actually changes and that's the beauty of it. That's and, interesting. Yeah, yeah so I had no idea. Would be like a good example here of what we might experience at a tasting at Wing Hill. Right. Like yeah. Four different selections. Exactly. All different. And that's how my wine taste changed because I used to be an only sweet drinker too. Yeah. And then I kept getting invited to these wine tastings, so sure that my friends would never get me to cross over to the dry red. Like, you guys are crazy. I will never drink the dry red stuff, and now it's all I drink. But it's because, like, I drank what I liked, Mm -hmm. but I was willing to try other things, especially if it was free. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> so what we you love know? doing because it's what we try to have like it's a complimentary tasting. Yes. So like, and people are always like, oh, I didn't really like that. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I didn't make it. You know, mm-hmm. I wish I did, but I did. So yeah. they're never gonna offend <laughs> us. These are just wines that we've selected. We have a kind of a varied palette. We want to make sure everyone's enjoying these different wines, and that's what we try to bring into town. Especially like we love Pleasant Hill. I think Pleasant Hill is very overlooked in a lot of ways for a lot of mm-hmm. things. I agree. And we've been so blessed in so many ways of like, yeah, we have a very a huge dynamic group of people that come in some people who know a ton and then some people who are like you know I haven't had a Pinot Blanc I, yeah. I would try this Pinot Blanc maybe they hate it I don't care but then they had a Pinot Blanc tonight and then they were like okay and that's the most fun for us is people who want like. to experience new things and us being able to kind of guide them in those directions mm-hmm. that's kind of really why we love being in it so much so what what do we have here what is this one that we got in front of this is called the diver it is a sparkling rosé it's actually 50 percent pinot noir 50 percent chardonnay okay and i love out of california yeah i buy wine for the labels (laughs) (laughs) yeah but loads of strawberry uh bright fruit really good effervescence it's really really nice <laughs> it is so cute. Oh my gosh. And I will say, this is another good example of trying something. I would have probably not purchased this because I'm I was sure I'm not a rose person anymore, yeah. but I like this. Oh, it's delicious. See, so good. We are huge rose people because like it's like the it's the red wine drinker's white wine, right? Because mm-hmm. you almost you pretty much have a red varietal in them, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're like, oh there's a little Pinot Noir. This is our uh, Sunday afternoon, yes. <laughs> like really, enjoyment. Really yeah, yeah, it's just like this nice, happy little, you know. Just yeah. Sometimes you Jenny. want a little bubbles. I'm with Jenny. I probably wouldn't have just purchased it for myself. No, but I definitely like it. And this, you said, this is Pinot, Pinot Noir, and Chardonnay. And Chardonnay. Yeah, 50-50. Um, I think it comes in at like thirteen seventy-five. It's under fourteen bucks, so it's wow. solid price point. I was gonna say, yeah. I think everything. And the label is cute. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute. And obviously, it's best. Served cold. Served yes. cold. You want a little chill on it. And I think the other thing too is like drink wine how you like it, but you know, don't make them too cold. Okay. I think Not that happens cold. to a lot of people okay. because if they're too cold, you can't taste anything, right? Like if you, uh, you know point. what I mean, anything in life, like if it's really, really cold. I know, I'm, yeah. I'm getting some education. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing that I want to talk about too. And this, people will probably make fun of me for this, but what's like the correct way? to do a wine tasting like because every like i see i'm just spinning my glasses because i see everybody else so what, is, what is that actually doing so there isn't a correct way to do a wine there tasting. exactly um, it's all about fun and hanging out with people you like but the spinning the wine thing what that's doing is it's kind of opening the wine up to more Mm-hmm. Aerating it exactly more complex flavors and more on the nose. Sometimes you're just trying to put like literally oxygen into it. Exactly. So like a wine like this, you don't really have to. Sometimes it's more habit than anything. But if you're trying to wine and you're like, I don't smell or taste anything, 
warm it up and then give it a little spin and then usually that will help but sometimes when you're like i don't taste anything it could be like really cold water it's just too cold or you know kind of warm it up spin got it, it. Okay, yeah, I really that like that. That's the good one. What's the so is one of these is is like whiter wines? Are they more? Are they lower on the alcohol content level, or are they, they higher with the reds? They stuff? can be. Like typically, they are lower, okay. but some of them we also have a bunch of like really low alcohol reds at the store. So it really that is kind it's of in like the winemaker's hands. That comes down to stuff that would bore everybody, but like sugar content in the grapes essentially is okay. what is going to make a wine like higher octane, higher alcohol. Okay. So cooler climates like Oregon, they tend to be lower alcohol. And then warmer climates, you know, parts of California, especially like Paso, one of our favorite places, um, they tend to be higher alcohol, but that's just all the sunshine into the grapes. It's just gonna so when you guys decide what wines to have in the store, do you travel and go try or have you or how did that get? We so we do, um, but <laughs> through the store, it's actually we have we deal with several different wine reps mm-hmm. who come through and taste some wines. Most okay. of them we've we had curate through that through okay. the years, and so we try to just make sure we have a good selection for everybody because it doesn't make sense if we just had caps off. Right. It doesn't right. make sense if we just had Pinot Noir. So we try to have a little bit of everything and then we do try to rotate it as frequently as we can because the store is smaller than Red Door like our previous building. Mm-hmm. And so we try to bring stuff in and then if you know it sells out we try to put something new in the slot and then if okay. people are like oh my gosh I love that we can reorder it. Got it's it. No Very cool. So how many I'm assuming you've been to quite a few wineries just around the country. <laughs> just a few. Yeah. 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 A few. And do you have any recommendations? I've never been to a winery other than something in Missouri. Sure. Which, West you know, is pretty close to Napa Valley. Like it's not the same. So if you were going to recommend, if I was only ever going to go to one winery in my life, where should I go? I can tell you what. Let's switch it to top wine region. Yeah, okay. Maybe okay. wine yeah, region. So, I mean, it's not to shun anything. We, we have been a lot of places, but we love Paso Robles, which is mm-hmm. in California. On the Central Coast. Central Coast. Okay. Um, a lot of what we love about it is it is literally like being in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, it still has that feeling of like you might walk into that winery and you're going to see the owners. Like you're going to see if you come into oh, our cool. wine shop, right? Very cool. But if you go into a lot of big places, understandably, you're going to meet like 50 people who work there. You're never going to see that winemaker. You're sure as heck never going to see the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, Pass is one of our favorite places because you can pop in there and still meet the person who's... Didn't you do that for one of your tastings, Paso Rome? Yes. yes. Okay, I thought, okay. We're we... big Paso people. Okay. Yeah, we had the Derby Vineyards yes. lineup. Yes, that's what it was. Yep. That's yeah. the one you and I went. Okay, yeah, I, I yes. I didn't get invited that night. <laughs> girls night. <laughs> it was girls only. Next, next time. That's the one Michaela was Don't miss two nights. Yes. Just okay. pop yeah, in, try and pop out. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Paso Robles. Paso Robles. Yes. So on that note, <clears throat> this next one is actually a Chardonnay by Jay Wilkes, and it's in Santa Maria Valley, which is just south of Paso Robles, but okay. still on the central coast. And it's a really nice Chardonnay. So what are Tony's favorites? California is what you're telling me. Yes, I mean mostly the probably a big part of our love affair with that area is that like when we would travel, it's when the weather is good there. Um, <laughs> I'm almost there. The weather is good, and honestly, we fell in love with Paso. We'd been back several times just because of the people, much like 
personnel, much like a small town where you just kind of come in and literally we went into a restaurant one night. Oh my gosh, it was delicious. Like two nights later, we went back to that same restaurant. Those people were like, oh, Marlo's from the Midwest, from Missouri. Uh, That doesn't happen really too many places. I literally just had a winemaker from Paso text me two minutes ago while we were talking. (laughs) Yeah. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. There are people. So yeah. what advice would you give someone wanting to start their own business, especially in the retail industry? What would your advice be? I don't mind. Don't ever take no for an answer. And don't actually, you know what, don't be afraid to ask because I think that was the only thing I've ever done right was that it's so embarrassing to ask and get like told no, but you just have to get over that. And I think very early on or as early as you can get over that feeling of like, you're going to ask a lot of people and a lot of people are going to tell you no. And I mean like all the time in every part of your life. Yeah. yeah. But like all it takes one person to say like, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Or yeah, I'll give you a loan. Or yeah, you know, that, that mindset I think is very important. And I will say that that was a lot of my upbringing here in the Midwest and a lot of my parents. But that is my big thing is the worst thing anybody can ever tell you is no. And just don't be afraid of no. And just yeah. be confident and do it. You could convince yourself out of it all day long, but if you just get to work and do it, then, and if you have the confidence behind it, it, it'll work out. Absolutely. Yeah. And like worst case scenario is you're back to where you were before you started. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. So which one, you said Santa Maria Valley. Santa Maria Valley. It's called Jay Wilkes is the winery. Okay. Um, And it's a 100% Chardonnay. Fun fact about Santa Maria Valley, it is the second oldest wine appellation in the United States after Napa Valley. Oh, wow. So it's been around for forever. Another place you could go. Yeah. There's so many places, so really. So from, <laughs> from Paso to Santa Maria Valley, I don't know exactly how far it is, but it's probably within like an hour and a half, two hours, okay. just to the south. Um, actually, so it's really... call that one winery. Exactly. Right? And it sits <laughs> really close to the ocean. Yeah. So you can get those beach vibes nice. and hit the yes. wineries. Yes, a little winery, so yeah. yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. This is really good. It's very smooth, mm-hmm. buttery. Oh. I'm not so, normally a Chardonnay girl, and this is, yeah, like you said, smooth. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is the buttery aspect that you're getting, typically that comes from oak aging, mm-hmm. and this is 100% stainless steel. That's crazy. So it's coming all from Isn't the that grapes. Fun? Yeah. So like the way they kind of make them and like the different mm-hmm. fermentation process they do is like can make stuff smoother. But I like wine because at the same time, too, if you're like, you know, I really dislike this wine you know, dump it in something. Don't force yourself to drink it. Just like the same way with food. You know, like I'm big on even with our kiddos, like try a bite, but if you hate it, like yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Try everything. Yeah. And so it's, to me, it's essentially, it's a food group. Mm-hmm. Try and see what you like. What makes wine a $200 bottle versus a $10 bottle? A lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that does come down to, yeah. So some of it would be where you are. Right, so obviously here in the Midwest, we do have some really good wineries. Obviously real estate here is a far different price than if you're on the coast okay. or than mm-hmm. if you're in the middle of California. It also comes down to how long you're gonna barrel age something. Um, I don't think a lot of wineries in our area are gonna hold on to stuff for five years, six years in a barrel. I mean, if you think about making wine, these people are sitting on product for a very, very long time. I mean, you are spending a lot of money and then you're hopefully going to get that money back in like five years. Mm. It's crazy. Yep. So that, that, that comes a big part of it and who your winemaker is, how big your facility is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quality of the grapes and the amount of hands-on on the actual winemaking process is big. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing would be supply and demand. Yeah. 
Okay. That's probably the biggest. Yeah. If you have a winery that doesn't make that much wine, but it is killer, killer wine, yeah. then you can charge a ton for it because it's already That's sold right. before it's even right. made. Got yeah. it. Wow. So. I didn't, I've never thought, I don't know why, but I've never thought about the real estate piece that you just said to. Like, yeah. yeah. Of course something that's coming from, yeah. like, obviously. I always just thought, oh, it's just the reputation, right? Yeah. It's just the yeah. name. That's what, whatever it is, yeah. which supply yeah. and demand, that's what you're talking about. But the real estate piece, obviously it's like any business, the more people you have to have their hands mm -hmm. on, the more people you're paying, yeah. the longer, you know, so. Dropping knowledge. Okay. Yeah, you, can <laughs> of, you can think of it as an asset. I mean, just like a stock, supply and demand, um, all of the you know, common themes to an asset that, that is wine. So that kind of drives the price. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys ever contemplated starting your own vineyard? We did actually. <laughs> That's, that is a funny because we actually really wanted to. Um, so we have our home here and then we did own like another 30 acres right okay. by the lake here. City Lake. City Lake. Oh, okay. On Smart Road. On Smart Road, yeah, that we absolutely loved. That, um, that was a beautiful property, and I loved it. And we really worked hard for several years trying to make that kind of fall together for us. But the problem is, is that um, it's hard to make really good wine. In, mm. in Missouri, for our palates, I think there is really good wine in Missouri. Um, and to do that was just very cost prohibitive. For, sure. for us just because of all the infrastructure you would need yeah um and we really like a variety of things i'm very much like weather depending day depending how were the kids that day how were the horses <laughs> that day who's coming over for dinner what did we do you know it depends on what i'm drinking and so the nice thing about not having a winery where maybe i'm only selling six to ten of our wines is we have the world essentially ahead yeah. of us. So maybe some days I want something from Argentina, I want a little Malbec, and the next day I want a California Chardonnay, and the next day I want a Pinot Noir from Oregon. So we just really decided to stay on the side, um, the retail side, where okay. we can have a little bit of everything at our fingertips. Okay. I'm sure. glad you did. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Very Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. Well. So if you were going to, let's say hypothetically, have your own label, have you thought about what you what it would be? The, That's a fun question. Yeah. The like the variety or the well, just name. like okay, the name of your the name vineyard. of your your vineyard. Ooh, I don't know what it would look like. Would there be horses on the label? Oh, I'm, yes, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> okay. The problem is, is there's a very well known, very um, high end wine called Horsepower, uh -huh. and we have the boxes in the store because we are on their thing. But um, that is actually a name I've always loved, and then. Literally, when that wine came out and was getting great scores, it's fabulous wine. Yeah. But I was like, dang it, that's the name I totally <laughs> yes. would have done. Maybe yeah. you don't want to Maybe say like it on here. Maybe like a horseshoe, like some some sort of horse adjacent. Yes. I can't talk either. Horse adjacent. <laughs> yes. Thing. It's fun <laughs> tying it together, yeah. um, especially because we have the horse farm yeah. and and all that. Like we and it kind of fits like the Pleasant Hill thing too a little bit. It's been really fun meeting like people that ride other disciplines but have horses. Okay. And yeah, so it would definitely have have some maybe a rooster coordination. Rooster on. Yeah. There we go. There we, we do go. have chickens as well, so we can incorporate. We have yeah. There you go. <laughs> The yeah. kids have chickens. That's true. <laughs> the, You're children. like, those are not mine. <laughs> those are the children's problem. <laughs> so what so, else do we have here? Let's get into the nice. reds. And the reds. So next we have the Bedrock Old Vine Zinfandel. You like Zinfandel. Oh, I like Zinfandel. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Yes. Big fan of Zinfandel. 
Well, and like if you're gonna have, I mean, that is the classic pairing, but if you're gonna have barbecue or anything like that, like is there anything better than Zen with it? I mean, it's really. Or you don't have to pair it with anything and just drink it on its own. <laughs> <laughs> they go perfect. Do. <laughs> well, Tony used to do um, like the smoking competition. Competitive barbecue. Competitive really? barbecue, yeah. yeah. What have they not done? That's, I, what, that's I what, what I want to know. <laughs> well, I mean, on, a, on a small Not to say scale. I was particularly good at it. But <laughs> well, I'm going really to stop posting any of my barbecue because Tony's <laughs> yeah. judging me. No, this no, <laughs> looks amazing, actually. No, um, but it was really fun. So we they used to do that big one in downtown Lee Summit, which uh-huh. I think they moved it away. And then we loved the one. This is the shout out for anybody who's in charge of that. There was a really cool one in Pleasant Hill that used to be at the, at the fairgrounds. fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. That oh. I think the oh, last year Tony was doing it was the year they did it. It was Operation Barbecue, I think, was in is charge of it. Is this what Kayla well, was just talking about? Yeah, so... It was it, fabulous. Is it Hayes? Super cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Stan? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he he still has Operation Barbecue Relief that he yeah. does. Morton goes, you know, to hurricanes, yeah. disasters, yeah, that disasters. Kind of stuff. I didn't know that he had a competition at the fair, though. It so. was so cool. So if you're he listening, what was his name? Well, Stan, Stan Hayes. Stan Hayes, we actually were talking about you this morning. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, and I think it would be such a fun thing because we, I mean, I don't know if we even lived out here. No, we did. We did. We lived out here when they did that, but it was a full, everyone was there. It was a huge competition. I felt mm-hmm. like they had sold out everything, and then it was so sad. I understand how hard it is to put stuff together, but you would have votes if you wanted to do that again because it was super fun at the fairgrounds. We it brought tons of people in. a competition, but also fundraiser for the benefit, yes. correct? Yes. Okay. We also have a... Former event coordinator oh. here. Who Very much retired. Might be good. <laughs> she's like, yep, nope. Like, no, thank you. Tons of free time. Yeah. She's do- she doesn't do anything anymore. Fully not busy at all. Would fully support it, but uh, from the sidelines clapping. But it was really, really fun. And so I always think of like Zen. So we, we used to do mm-hmm. the big nights okay. where you try all the barbecue and yeah. bring in yeah, all the Zen. Good. I've never it's had one really, of these. Really yeah, good. so this is Bedrock Wine Company, uh, Sonoma Winery, 100% Zinfandel, Old Vine Zinfandel. Um, they actually source from some of the best Zinfandel vineyards in Sonoma and it's kind of a blend of those grapes okay. yeah it's really solid and then I have like a silly thing why I like Zen well most Zen because it's the old vine or like the standalone if you ever see those pictures of like this really craggly looking little shrubby thing uh-huh. I love that because it's usually Zen anything old vine like they usually stand alone they don't have to trellis it so you know you see like a lot of stuff oh. trellis they're lifting them a lot of these plants, which is what I really wanted to do, but you have to be doing it for a long time to have that old of a plant, <laughs> are more of like a head trained, head pruned. They look like. Looks more of a bush. Uh, yeah, it looks like a okay. standalone bush, and you don't have to do all the trellis. Then your traditional grapevine. Then your traditional okay. grapevine. But hmm. again, you have to be at it for like 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want to be retired by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by then it's looking a little bit more like Florida for us. <laughs> Right. This is really, really good. Yeah, I've never had, I've never had a Zinfandel. And we were talking on the way. I here. just did it though at your tasting. That yes. was the first time I had it. And like Caitlin said, it's quintessential barbecue is what you pair with it, but it's it really versatile. It goes, it goes with, with about everything. everything. Or by itself. Or by itself. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Correct. Yeah, hmm. Very good stuff. Definitely a favorite. So, like as we're finishing this one up, like, what's kind of your go-to? Because I know you, you drink probably just about anything and everything but if you is there something you find yourself going back to more than others see 
honestly not like one in particular because mm -hmm. I'm just because to me it's like food so it's like a very varied thing and I think it just depends on the day yeah depends on the day of time like so if it's like an afternoon and like everything we're kind of done with mm -hmm. you know farm chores cheesecake. or cheesecake yeah so it's going to be something like the diver to me where you're just like you know what I'm going to sit on the couch it doesn't need food I mean it's like a very easy drinking it's not a huge alcohol wine mm-hmm pink bubbles like what's not to love <laughs> so that one I do we do have in the fridge very often because mm -hmm. it's just nice if you even have like cheese and crackers but as far as like an everyday wine I don't really have one because it, I like to switch it up or just oh it was a great day let's kind of celebrate or it was not such a great day okay well let's still open a good bottle of wine because that's gonna make it better yeah um, <laughs> that sort of thing for me so after the Chiefs lost to the, the Bengals the other night you needed, you needed oh. the one that the one, like Something the angry with a little wine. bit of bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I switched to like a gin and tonic at that say, point. That's what I was gonna say. You don't even need wine at that point. That's when bullet bourbon comes into play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wine went away, oh, and we were just. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. So I asked earlier what your advice would be. What has been your biggest struggle? Biggest struggle for this particular business, or in general? In general. Been you know, business. In just general. being being some. I mean, because we talk to a lot of people. And we, like, we all in this office have aspirations of, you know, owning businesses and mm -hmm. and entrepreneurship and all that. So from from your guys' standpoint, with whatever you've done with this business or anything, what what has I been your with, biggest struggle? I think with any business, but it's something you guys do really really well is just getting the word out. I think there's a lot of people out there that would support businesses if they knew you were there. Mm -hmm. And so I think for us, especially if we're trying to be better. Um, but it's just getting the word out and, and just the education and just letting people know like what you guys do, you know, you're great with having, you know, different videos and little blips and explaining stuff. And I think for any business like that is the most important thing and just really important even for like us that we don't let people know, like come into the store, the majority of wine is $20 and under. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to come in yeah. the store. It's not like a specialty store. Like for sure. this is just, you know, we've lived in Pleasant Hill for 10 years. Yeah. That's Nothing what, against Price Chopper, right. but you cannot buy wine at Price Chopper. There's nothing there. There's four options and that's okay. fine. But I think that Pleasant Hill deserves to have a few more options and mm -hmm. like yeah. try some stuff and it's just fun. It's just supposed to be fun. Have, you know, friends over, yeah. have family and all that I stuff. I love so that you're keeping the, the price point yeah. at a certain level because when people think of a wine shop, most of the time they're probably thinking, oh, we're going to go in there and buy Exactly. $200 bottles of right. wine. Right. And really, you guys are, your effort is to keep that right. good wines, but at a exactly like more doable it, price. It needs to be at a price that like most people would feel like, you know what, we're having dinner with the in-laws or family or the wife or the boyfriend or just by yourself and you mm -hmm. just want to have a nice bottle of wine, but a nice bottle of wine can be $18. Right. It can be $10. Yeah. Right. So we really work hard on having wine like an everyday price. So we're not, I mean, we own the store, but we're not at home like, oh, I'm going to drink a $100 bottle. No, we drink the diver. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good wine can come in at a really good price point, And like, that's my most important thing to educate people is that it doesn't have to be like a treat to yourself situation. Like I love when people come in and they're like, I would really like to have six bottles and I'd really like it to be around this price point. We love doing that. That was yeah. my big thing at Ridgewood. You want a case yep. because family's coming in town. You want some for the basement, some for you, some for later, some for Christmas presents. Just call us, message us, whatever, and let mm -hmm. us know, hey, I want these all to be $10 bottles or $11 bottles. I'll put it together for you. You can come in and say yes, no. Mm -hmm. So okay. we love that kind of stuff for people. And then also at the same time, if you're like, you know, it's my birthday and I want a really nice bottle, 
we have nice 50 and up bottles. I was going to say, give me the most expensive. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, so we have lots of options. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of options, but I think that that is the hard thing with wine for people to understand. It's like you can get it at every yeah. price point, but it doesn't yeah. mean you have to drink barefoot. We can find you something better than that. So you're saying that the Boda Box is not the best thing. <laughs> the Boda Box is good. There, I'm saying there is all sorts of good wine. I'm just saying let your local wine shop help you out Absolutely. with some other options to let your palate kind of grow. I do appreciate the fact that I feel like you guys, I mean, you obviously know your wine, but there's no judgment. Like somebody who is uh, not no, a wine sure. person can come into your mm-hmm. store and say, can you help me find something I like? And you're going to be able to find something for them at any price point, and they don't have to feel embarrassed about not knowing what they're doing. That's like literally my favorite thing is when someone's just like, this is what I like, and I'm like, perfect. Let's go with that. Like that's that's truly what we love. Like it's... And you guys are doing the tastings, so you're getting people in the door. Yes. One, they're free tastings. Yes. But then they're also, they're not leaving without something in hand. Right, most of the time. I must bought a bottle every single time. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really, really good way to get people in your door. Right. And once they're in there, I mean, well, there's I no way they're not going to love it. That's what I mean, is I think, too, it just helps like when people come in and they go, okay, let's look around here. We always try to have like little price tags right out and we keep it very easy. I mean, they're mostly handwritten. I kind of love that. It's like written by us and it's like, this is $15, this is 12 this is $19.99. And like you come in and you try it and then you you feel confident in your selection. Right. And that's all we want. Like we don't, we just want happy customers. I don't want you to come in and like, oh, I don't know, I'm afraid to ask and buy a couple bottles, you go home, you drink, you try them and like, this is awful. Well, yeah. you're never gonna come back. Right, yeah. I'd much rather someone come in and say, I want this price point. Yeah, to piggyback off that, or buy the glass menu, like mm-hmm. Caitlin that's said in the good. beginning, it switches out every single month. But if somebody comes in and they're looking at it and they can't make up their mind, we let you taste anything on the menu. Mm-hmm. You can try it before you buy it. So yeah, okay. I don't That's want you to really buy nice. a glass of wine and not enjoy it. So let's yeah. find something that you're going to like mm-hmm. and Do go that. with that. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I never... <sighs> Like the Zen, I mean, I would have just stuck with. I'm just a cab. Like that's what I do. Yeah. And Napa cab uh, and, <laughs> and but all three of these, I've they've liked. been really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and but people tend would. to stick with what they know they like, right. and so that's why I go to one of the tastings and try something new. With I mean, and I've never ever felt pressured to buy anything, but I always want to when I leave because I've discovered that I like something that I didn't know I liked before. Yeah, right. For so. sure. Like our big thing is comfort. Like we live yeah. here in town. Our family's here. We've been doing the wine thing for a while, but like really at the end of the day, it's been really fun meeting new people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for sure. it's like honestly, if somebody comes in and goes, you know what, this was just not my jam tonight. Again, we don't make the wine, so we don't take it personally at all. I'm just That's like, okay, true. well if that wasn't your thing, then I'll just kind of make a little mental note that maybe, you know, you don't like Pinots and you're Merlot or you like blends or whatever. But so did you both grow up in the area? Mm-hmm. In the Blue Springs. And both of you in Blue Springs. So were you guys high school sweethearts? No, that's no. what's funny. Okay. Is that okay. um, we grew up, I mean, five minutes from each other? Yeah. On the most. same road, essentially, but like two different wow. neighborhoods, but we met in college. She was two wow. years younger than me. So we passed in the hallway all the time. But Apparently. Yeah. I knew his mom <laughs> because she was in the... Um, 
principal's office because she was the secretary. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. His mom was the secretary for the principal, so like everyone knew his mom because she was like, she's the best. She was really there just to pick him up, right? Uh, probably just for to keep an job. eye. Probably Pretty just to much. keep an eye on him, but. Um, <laughs> You know, we met actually in college, but we are both from Blue Springs. We actually went to the same church. Uh, we were both like, wow. Yeah, we got married in the church that we were confirmed in, baptized in. Yeah, it was a very, like, a funny series of events yeah. for yeah. us. Like, around you, each other for you a while that, before you got yeah, together. That yeah. close together, but never really Isn't that weird? Yeah. Right. Huh. Where'd you guys go to college at? Missouri State. Okay. I was going to say SMS. It was SMS over there, but really now it's... I started at SMS. Yes. So we say SMS, people are like, huh? Yeah, like, and I still MSU. have the sweatshirt that says SMS, and I get weird looks sometimes like, where is But I'm just always like, it's vintage. It's vintage. <laughs> yes. It makes it cooler. Yeah. yeah. It used to be CMSU, you know, at Yeah. Lonesburg, Where you guys Yeah, yeah. it changes. So. It changed, what, one or two years before we started there. So oh, we gotcha. were like... Borderline. Yeah, it was actually weird for me to say UCM for a Yeah. I still my don't parents, say it. that's where my parents met as well, and it was CSMU or C, CMSU back yeah. then. So hmm. it's hard when they switched around because, yeah, people all the time, like, where'd you go? I'm like, SMS, and I'll say MSU. So it sounds like we didn't go to the same place. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, but it transferred yeah. at some point when we were there. Yeah. But that's how we met, was at school, but it was funny. We were from Blue Springs. There you go. Yeah. Jaguars so or Wildcats? Wildcats. 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 Okay. Yeah, we are, we are Northside. High school music. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Northside. And it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> so Napa Cab. Um, oh, yeah. Quick oh, yeah. Scattered yeah. Peaks. Um, really, really nice. Comes in at like 28 bucks, I think. So $130. Drinks like a $50 plus Napa Cab. Really, really good. This is delicious. I'm a I'm typically a cab person too. Yeah. And this is so good. We love this one too because like especially for the holidays, it just if you're bringing that over to like somebody's house, it's the same you know, just how they do bottles, but like, doesn't that bottle look bigger? Yeah, it, <laughs> it does. I, was, it does. I mean, it's it is. Like it's, the same, it's the same amount in there, but you know, they do a nicer glass. They do. And it's a pretty label. Mm-hmm. Again, I love it. It's a good little holiday <laughs> wine. <the> label. <laughs> Can't go wrong with a cab. It's always the crowd pleaser. We do have people come in frequently trying to buy bosses gifts and that sort of thing. And I will say, nine times out of ten, you want to go cab, caps cab. off because it just kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have a website for your Wing Hill Wine? You would think, but we do not yet. Instagram or Facebook. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, oh gosh. I'm working on it. What is there. your handle for Instagram? Do you know? Just Wing Hill Wine Co. Wing Hill Wine Co. Yep. Perfect. That was something good about that name. We, we we tossed around so many names, but there was like nothing touching that name. There's yeah. nobody else out there that wants it, apparently. Where did the name come from? So the name came from our other property, the 30 acres. We really were going to do a Wing Hill Winery. And on that 30 acres, um, I really want to do retirement horses because of what we do. And with horses in general, I think people forget that they live to be like 30 plus years old. It can be very expensive. We all understand that. Um, And so I wanted to have a really nice kind of like final place for them that maybe wasn't as, as expensive as like what we do with like all the arenas, bringing them into a stall every day, you know. So that was really our plan for a long time was to have like Wing Hill Winery and have some retirement horses out there because I was like, oh my gosh, if I was at a winery and there's horses walking around in the background, <laughs> first of all, pictures, amazing. Second of all, I would just want to live there. Mm-hmm. So I go a lot off of what I want. Um, and we just <laughs> always called that place. I mean, it, just, it was always Wing Hill, something about it, maybe a little bit That's religious. Cool. I don't know. It just, it just always kind of went with that. And we tried to name 
the store like 45 other things mm-hmm. <laughs> really hard we did <laughs> and it, it just kept, kept coming back, back. yeah yep. yeah i so love it, it. your logo is amazing it is Thank and i've you. always wondered what the story was behind the name yeah props yeah, to just, brian over at gonna, press monkey yeah yeah like we sent him i was like i need you know and, and like we love like the kind of wing stuff and it all went together and we sent brian at press monkey all of our little ideas and he perfect so yep cool. i love it um, you one of the, I just want to before we before we finish up one of the things that you mentioned earlier about getting your name out there mm-hmm. and trying to just be you know at the you know on people's minds basically I would I would say that the like not that we're the best at it in the world but because yeah. insurance is to, insurance is totally different than having a wine store okay people are yeah. not excited <laughs> wine, wine is wine is fun insurance yeah. is you have to have it yeah and, it's important but. <laughs> What I would say to that is, though, like, even with what, what we try to do, and, you know, we have the girls, and Michaela runs our Instagram and our Facebook stuff and all that, and it's just constantly being, I don't know, what's it, in the subconscious of people. Yeah. Even yeah. when they're not needing something, right? Yeah. So I think with you guys having, having your wine store and doing what you're doing, just even whenever it doesn't feel like you're putting something new out there or it's yeah. the same thing or it's just continuously putting your name there and it's hey there's not very many places in Pleasant Hill there's nowhere in Pleasant Hill like this and it just continues to so for us be there no matter what yeah people may not always stop and watch whatever's out there or read what's ever out there whatever but they're seeing it like it's popping up on their news feed so whenever they do need our services yeah and that's kind of yes when somebody does want to plan an event in your yeah. back room, yeah. or which we didn't even hit on, you guys yeah. have a back space that you can rent out. Yeah. Um, or if they want to do a Christmas party or anything, right. you guys have that op- option. Mm-hmm. And so it's just true. putting it at the forefront so that people can our content. We're just gonna hire you guys to start doing our content. <laughs> I love when I see your pictures because they're always like perfect pictures they are like, perfect you should just video yourself you? walking in the front door of, of every single day just videoing it this is walking Tony's in life. and here's what you it looks like you don't want to see me walking in there every single day <laughs> some days it's really clean and some days when it's been a lot of fun and before it's not so clean yeah. but no we appreciate you guys just do like such a lovely job that i'm not kidding i'm you know if you ever get a sled i'm make you guys come over and do some marketing for me <laughs> maybe we, we should film some stuff there you Ooh, go. There we go. I like this That's idea. That's what I'm thinking. Like we could just do a mashup. Yes. Yeah. And we have like back on our would be available. Wine compensation. Yeah. I think the back room would be available for some meetings. <laughs> right. yeah. There we go. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. We've been talking about this for several months. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing on such short notice last yeah. week too. On yeah. getting it yeah. finalized and set Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah. And for anybody in Pleasant Hill or the surrounding areas. Definitely go to one of the wine tastings because Absolutely. just even here at the table, we've been to a few of the wine tastings. Just here, I've discovered some things that yeah. I didn't yep. know I liked. So For sure. try For something sure. new and broaden your horizons. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. 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 I'm out. Bye, guys. <laughs>